welcome to the Just Weeps podcast. This week, me and Shocking are doing it live. We are talking about various topics live, as we do every week. But this <laughs> week, this week we have we have quite a few different things that we wanted to talk about, as well as we're opening it up to the chat if they have anything they want to bring up. But um, some of the things we already have on hand that we do want to cover is seasonal anime burnout, anime scams. There's one specifically that I'm thinking of that came up this week in, in recent kind of news. There was some discussion around it. So just want to give our thoughts on that or just to talk about it. And then lastly, uh, we're touching on switching from, from the anime to the manga, which I'm sure every anime fan can relate to. But to kick it off, let's talk about that seasonal anime burnout. Um, when I brought this up or I thought of this, I was thinking of like, you know, kind of like watching anime every every season like keeping up with every season it's just more and more anime now that it's kind of picking back up it's like 50 new animes every season do you ever feel like it's just it, it at some point it starts to become like a chore you know to kind mm -hmm. of you know you're, you're suddenly the new the new season came you're kind of behind you're still finishing or, or binging kind of like what just ended the last season like how do you how do you feel about it Shaw? um i think it is kind of it's kind of inevitable that I think you get burnt out on it if you follow a bunch of them at once. Um, and I think it's also like, it depends on how many you're watching, but it's also that idea that you have to keep up with every seasonal and then kind of follow up on them if you want to be like in the conversation that gets really tiring after a while. Yeah. But it is like a, there's two sides of it. Cause I was like looking back at um some of the old podcasts I did on like the, our anime podcast where I would be like on, three out of four seasonal podcasts every year. So I'd be keeping up with it. That was back in like the 2016, 2018 time. And there are like some really kind of like uh, fun elements to following that many series because, you know, you always get the like the standout shows of the season that people will remember years down the line. But you do have some shows that are really kind of perfect as seasonals and you watch them during that season and then you never think about them ever again. You won't recommend them. You won't really think about them. But like for following those weekly for like a couple months, those were a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I, I get that feeling because I feel like with seasonal anime sometimes because, you know, you want to watch something you especially consistently to have something nice to watch every week. You kind of lower your standards a little bit. You're kind yeah. of like, you know, normally, you know, if this show is finished, you come in with higher expectations because, yeah. you know, you know, uh, new seasons are a toss up. You're like, OK, as long as it meets this minimum criteria of interesting yeah. or as long as it's fun, because I want something every week, you know, yeah. that's that's kind of like what you'll settle for. But do you have any examples, maybe top of mind of one that like you really enjoyed during that season? Yep. And then afterward, you're like, OK, whatever. You don't even yeah. talk about it. Um, My go to pick for that was back in I think it was still 2016. It was uh, Kiznaiver that um trigger mm. series that we love the opening for that yeah. we talked about in the op video if you haven't yeah. seen that check out our op video talking about openings um that one was really cool watching weekly because it was also an original so no one had any idea how it would turn out there were no source readers no spoils spoilers it was all just theories and it was a really quirky um romance drama about you know t a bunch of teenagers are uh, you know part of an experiment where they can feel each other's feelings so like you yeah. know if someone's going through heartbreak, everyone feels it. Like no one could really hide their emotions. And they had some kind of complicated, you know, backstory with how they were all related to each other in different ways. Um, and it was kind of like, I don't know, the Mario Kata like melodrama that you see in a lot of series mixed with the trigger over the topness and unique character designs. And they came together in a really cool way. And it was a really cool experience just to see how it all played out. Um, would I recommend it to people now? possibly but in very niche capacities i'm not gonna yeah. be like hey 2016 the best show i saw kisniver you know i'm gonna yeah. re recommend something else but following it weekly was a really fun time because you had no idea what would happen and it was just a ton of fun to watch that every other week well every i think week. That that's the case with a lot of um anime originals just not knowing yeah. what's going to happen and not having anyone being able to tell you well this happens in the manga or this falls off later in the manga or just you know kind of not spoiling, but at least yeah. kind of giving you an indication of where it's going to go because it's such a toss up that makes it fun. But then yeah. when it's all said and done, it's like, OK, um, but also I feel like you can recommend that anime in a capacity of like, OK, there's an anime that did that, you know, that did yeah. this concept. So if you're looking for this specific concept, you know, here it is. This exists. But yeah. besides that, I mean, I th thought it was fun. I feel like like the anime 
like it was an experiment. I felt like that was an experiment for Trigger. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, and I felt like in some ways that was kind of like a base template for Darling in the Franks. Like the the slice of life, the the connecting part, the, the slice yeah. of life part. <laughs> when you think about it, maybe it shouldn't have existed in the first place, but. Um, wow, that's a lot of hate right there. Um, I, a lot of hate. What's the one of like, it's the Jake Paul meme where he was watching like a Cody Co video. He's like, I don't know how someone could have that much hate in their heart. That's like me every time talking about shows I don't like. Yeah. But, uh, cool, cool Dinger in the chat or Coolager said, watching an anime with a mindset I want to watch this mm -hmm. is much better than watching an anime with the mindset. I have to watch this. Well, 110%. I, I feel like when is that the case of I have to watch this only like, <laughs> I guess when you want to keep up with the hype, like something's like popular or when it's a sequel. Maybe. Yeah. And I think also when you, um, I don't know when that's the thing that's like a big complex I have is like, I never want to watch a show where it feels like a chore because then I know it's not going to be as enjoyable. Like, I don't want to put that pressure on myself. I want to be like spontaneously come to the idea that I want to watch something. And as long as I'm curious about something, I'm going to watch it. But that's why like when a lot of people are like, you need to watch One Piece. Why are you consuming anything but One Piece right now? Like yeah. One Piece is going to be the best thing you're ever going to see. And yeah. I'm like, well, if you guys are telling me to do it, I don't want to do, do it. I have yeah. to come on my own terms to be like, I want to watch One Piece or read yeah. One Piece. So. I'm actually like the opposite. I'm very susceptible to that. Like if friends like tell me like, bro, you got to watch this. It's so good. And I kind of know my friends. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. But then, you know, if they, if it doesn't live up to it, I'll give them shit for it. But usually it yeah. does. It's like, okay. Uh, that's a good, that's a healthy thing. Um, I, you know, I don't get around to it quickly, but maybe after enough time of them telling me and, you know, watch it, it depends. Um, but I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, um, uh, I'm trying to see uh, in the chat. It says Tommy police says finding diamonds in the rough while they're airing is a great experience like odd taxi. But if it starts feeling like a chore, especially as a fellow anime podcaster, mm -hmm. it's better to take a step back. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I haven't been on the seasonal impressions for my other podcast as much. Cause I would be like in the weeds watching like all of these shows. Um, like, and then I would be like, no, I don't want to watch that other show. That's obviously going to be shitty, but I should watch for the sake of it. You know? Yeah. Now, when a new season starts, do you find yourself like, can you ever go a new season? Like, let's say this this new season or maybe yeah. next season, like not watching anything, like just like not watching anything at all. I think I'll always watch at least one show from the season, especially Why? if enough people talk about it. That sparks my curiosity okay. and FOMO. And then I'm like, well, I got to see what's going on. Who yeah. knows if I end up finishing it, but I will start it. Um, yeah, because part I mean, of it, I think, is a big part of it is that social aspect, just kind yeah. of knowing, hey, what's kind of happening in the community just being involved sort of just being uh, seeing the reactions yeah but a lot of times you get like at least what i've seen like a lot of disappointments because then if there's like let's say an anime that starts off like really really strong which mm -hmm. happened this year uh that, and it's an it's an original and like people are already like predicting like this is going to be the anime of the year it's going to mm -hmm. be amazing like nothing can top this and then like somewhere in the back of my head i'm thinking we've been burned before <laughs> Could, yeah, yeah. This could possibly be one of those like it's going to drop the ball later, but no one can can like predict that at the moment. And yeah. then when it does, it's like, oh, you know, like it's like there's so much disappointment. Well, um, I had that happen many times with um I remember the OG big anime disappointment for me was when I started watching consistently in 2016 and we had Erased, which came right after One Punch Man. And after One Punch Man dropped in winter of 2015, everyone was kind of looking for that next big thing to carry them over because it got so many people into the community. And Erased was looking to be that next big thing that had a lot of like mainstream appeal. It was like very intense. And for the first 10 episodes, everyone was like fully on board with the show. And then it kind of tapered off in the last three episodes because people found it disappointing, whatever. And that was kind of considered like, it was easy like anime of the year contender. And then it, broke apart so ever since watching experiencing that kind of combustion weekly i've been a lot more um i don't know i've been a lot more reserved and like uh cautious when it comes to yeah shows that people get hyped up for anime of the year so when that happened with wonder egg priority the first episode dropped and people were like this is going to be a 10 and i was like nope nope we've been there before we cannot you can't say that this is going to be the best thing of the year based on one or two or even three episodes you gotta yeah chill out, take a backseat, wait and see how it turns out. It's hard to call it that early. 
Yeah. Yeah. And people disappoint themselves because they get the, they get really hyped up and not just for like a normal show. They want it to be the show. And yeah. when, it, when it doesn't turn out to be the show, then they're like, OK, this was terrible. And it's like, realistically, I'm not talking about Wonder Egg because I didn't finish it. Yeah. But realistically, but the can, show I can vouch for that. You can. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I maybe Wonder Egg is a bit different. But I think with the race, what ended up happening is like because it wasn't a 10, it was almost like a one for some people. And realistically, mm-hmm. it's like somewhere in the middle. I mean, I enjoyed a race. I didn't even know yeah. it was so like hated or I don't know, like people were as down at it until like recently, actually. Oh, really? Um, like, I, I I don't know. Like, I, I do remember being a little disappointed by the ending. Like, I think mm-hmm. I, I, I think I jumped into the manga, read yeah. the manga ending too. And like I did, too. Yeah, and it, they were both kind of disappointing. Yeah, like not as great, but I I didn't have like as many issues that like with people that unraveled so many like plot holes in the show yeah. and all these things that were up with it. I was like, oh, yeah, I was a little disappointing, but that was kind of. I it. think people had a good point because there are a lot of bad points to dislike a race. I I don't know if we've talked about, it, but you see a lot of online points that are like she didn't wait for him in the coma, therefore it's bad. Like those are oh, like that, really yeah, those are really stupid reasons. Um, yeah, and I, I didn't love, have an issue with that. Dumb, like, but. I mean, uh, that stung, but you know, I didn't, I understood I, it. Yeah. Um, at the time, I think. Yeah. And that, like, I think some, the people who had the point that um, it was predominantly a like character story about him and the girl and like him saving her from the abusive situation, that was a lot more compelling than the overall mystery, which ended up being kind of obvious. Once it switched into being more of the mystery aspect and not like him saving her, that's when it went downhill a bit because it wasn't as. Um, captivating or oh, okay. wasn't as compelling. I think that's a good reason compared to like my ship didn't sail or whatever. Yeah, I got that. I mean, yeah. I was interested in the mystery, but I could see, you know, where the where you know just the the, the maybe the mystery wasn't that strong from the beginning, and you know maybe the other thing was distracting from the mystery not being strong, and then it's like oh now it's now it's a uh, center stage, and now yeah. it kind of falls apart. Yeah, um, um, and I can see that like the ship in focus is a bit iffy, but. Either way, I don't think the ending diminished from the good episodes that came before it that much. Like, it wasn't as good, but I don't think it was just, like, I don't think it was awful. Would I recommend Erase today? Probably not. But when people look back on it and are like, oh, awful series, I'm like, not really. Most of it was was fine. It was your standard seasonal anime. Yeah. Um, Going back to uh, feeling like you at least should check out one thing, uh, you know, when a new season starts. So, like... If you didn't watch anything at all, like in a new season, just completely just didn't feel like watching anything. Yeah. Do you feel like you would still be an anime fan? Like what what counts? Like if you're not watching anime regularly, I mean, like when you've been doing the seasonal grind for like a few years, I think it's hard to say, oh, I didn't watch anime for a season. I'm not an anime fan. But like for people that purposely don't even keep up with seasonals, which, you know now boggles my mind it's weird that it does now like when like oh you're not not watching seasonals but uh like can you still be an anime fan or count as an anime fan if you just like i don't know watched a few anime a few years back you're like oh yeah i like anime and that's kind of it yeah i mean like i don't really like gatekeeping what would make someone a fan um besides the like earlier in the week people were saying um it was like Ninja and other like gamers were saying like the Chimera Antark was the worst arc in all of anime. I'll get keep them because it fits my agenda and that pisses me off. But in general, towards the like greater community, I don't like gatekeeping like as if you need to meet certain qualifications to be a fan. If you're saying like you like the medium, I'm like dope, let welcome aboard. But I think it's um I think you get into the issue where some people I don't know. I think it's tough because I don't have any issue with people who only watch older series. And I also don't completely have issues with people who don't watch newer series. But I do have an issue when people who are only watching one or the other speak about the other without having experienced it. Like Mm. if you're only watching 80s series and you're like new anime are terrible and they haven't consumed any of the newer anime that have come out in like the past five years, then I have an issue. But then if you're also a newer anime fan and you're like old anime look terrible, and you haven't watched any of the older ones, then I also have an issue. It's kind of like recognize what you're consuming and speak on that. Don't try and overstep when you don't have that much experience with a certain time period, genre, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to get to a few comments in the chat. Uh, One piece of something you watch when you don't want the opposite of the Netflix scrolling problem, you know, fuck choices, just watch one piece or work. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it's good to have it on in the background. Uh, but then again, with, with subtitles, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Roger Smith chimes in with, I usually wait for the season to end, and then I end up picking up stuff like Gekidol. Then I spend most of my other time watching these random old shows and OVAs. Yeah, goat moves. Yeah, but like, what if they're like in your shoes where like most of the seasonal stuff, you end up thinking, you know, this is six out of 10, you know, yeah. nothing really outstanding. But what if they get that all the time? You know, like every season, it, it, there's nothing really stand out for them. And then I guess, then is it fair for them to be like, you know, I'm keeping up with seasonals, but there's nothing like the old stuff. I think that's fair because I think you just have to give it a shot because then because the way the natural progression of the conversation goes is like, I don't like any of the new stuff. It's like, oh, what have you watched? And then if they're like nothing, you're like, OK, the conversation ends there because you haven't checked out these series that are considered good. If they're like, I don't like any of the new stuff. What have you watched? And then you list all the things that people would generally recommend and you still don't like them. Then it's like, OK, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because like. I imagine the conversation going something like, okay, um, like it, it keeps getting older and older, but it's like nothing good has come out in the past five years. And then you're like, well, have you seen Rakugo? And then yeah. if they still say yes and I don't like it, it's like, okay, what's another good show that you could probably pick on that like a lot of people consider like standouts of the past five years? Like, you know, you think of those down the line, like, oh, have you seen Oseki no Kuni? Have you seen Beastars? Have you seen Made in Abyss? Have you seen... Uh, Which I, like, I just started watching season two of Beastars. So. I didn't finish it because I got... Um, I had to... Well, now it's on Netflix. It's on I was Netflix. Copy. That's why I started watching it. Yeah. I, do they still call Lewis Ruiz? Yeah. I, yeah. That's, so kinda, wait, that's not new? That's not no, new. I think that they had that in season one, and that's why I didn't watch it on Netflix. I, and I'm I was like, so confused. I'm like, why is Lewis Ruiz and why is Haru Hal? <laughs> I kind of messes with that might be enough to mess with me to the point where I don't watch it on Netflix. And I just download it. But I feel it. like I watched season one on Netflix before. So like, was that the case for season one? Yeah, also? they did. I remember oh, that. Fuck. <laughs> I don't remember that, that. That like messes with me. I was like, oh, can, I mean, uh, I'm not a subtitle expert, but can we just like not do that? Like, it's obviously not set in a traditional Japanese setting where his name would be Ruiz. It's obviously Lewis. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really but, weird. Uh, I kind of hate that a lot. Rudy um, has chimed in. According to Jeff, I think Mother's Basement, more shows were made in the past decade than all the old anime before it. So theoretically, you can just cut off seasonals for a year or two and watch all the old shit. Huh. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I heard that too. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah. I think, and then what, how are you feeling about this season? Uh, I think I'm I haven't watching. even started this season because, I mean, visual novel hell. and I, I only watched Slime season two. The first, second episode, two episodes, and Dragon Maid, two episodes. How is Dragon Maid so far? I, that's the one I'm going to watch. I like it. Uh, it's cute. Uh, there are some elements where, you know, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little, you know. Uh, I heard. That's yeah. what I heard about. I mean, yeah. 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 But it's, it's cute. <laughs> yeah, because it's, um. well, I saw that. I'm it's automatically still, still, watching it. Let me be fair. It still has the, the, the you know, the found family heartwarming aspects. They're <laughs> still there. They're still prevalent. But, you know, it's it's paired with <laughs> accessory. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of it. Um, um, I saw that Kana says uh, shocking. So I'm definitely watching it and giving it at least yes, a seven actually, for that alone. I so. saw. So I was pairing. So I think I went to watch it after I saw that on Twitter and then I was paying careful attention and I still fucking missed it. No. So I went back and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. That's awesome. And she's always been my favorite. Like, I normally don't find. um like the child character is really cute, but she's like the cutest thing all the time. Yeah, I think you do, you two vibe. So it she, works uh, out. It's like my dragon child. Give but me. I uh. do want to hear about your, your visual novel journey. <laughs> but before we get to that, let's, yeah. let's talk about anime scams. So like people oh, yeah. can't know, like, okay, we're going to scam what? everyone by teasing visual novels and be like, no, just kidding. We're talking about scams. No, we're talking about our new Kickstarter, right? Where we're going to um, not give you anything, but you can, yeah. you can donate. <laughs> you can kidding. give us money, but we will not give you anything in return. No. My friend Loki did that to a group of people, but like, I don't think it was in the intention. You sure you want to put your friend out on blast here like that? Yeah, because it's not an anime related one, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, so what we're talking about is this week, this suddenly just came up on my Twitter feed all of a sudden. I had to look into it because like it said something about anime tube and maybe some people in the chat are familiar with it already. <laughs> uh, and I thought it was like something about any tube. So I was like, yo, what the fuck? Who, who's talking shit about us? <laughs> and then I went yeah, to look yeah. into it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, oh, it's something else. Okay, we're good. But then I kept like reading, like, I think there was like a few articles and um, what it is, is like, and, you know, uh, 
shy. You can give more details if uh, you know more than me on this. I but. cannot. I have no details. So, okay. I'm uh, on you. <laughs> so it was about, I think, like it's it's a Kickstarter campaign to start a new streaming service uh mm. that legit claims that it'll be completely free that all these other like uh, streaming services like Crunchyroll, amazon netflix are lying about how much these licenses actually cost that they're saying oh it's hundreds of millions for a license for a license and it's actually not that expensive they can get it for far cheaper and because of that they can get all these anime and make it free for everyone to watch legally and that's it it's gonna like and a ton of people were like yeah this is awesome we knew it you know and then the kickstarter got like a hundred ten thousand dollars in like two three days uh and then every time like some other streaming services have challenged them on something that they claimed because they said oh we're already working with you know japanese or like with the license holders or whatever to kind of get these anime like the other streaming services have been like no you're not like this isn't we have those licenses how can you get yeah. them it's like oh and they come back with some like lame excuse saying like, oh, you don't know, you know, we, you we, we're know. speaking directly to the, the Japanese uh, license holders, license holders. So obviously you wouldn't be privy to that knowledge yet. And then they, I don't know, they keep like coming up with different, you know, rebuttals that kind of seem weaker and weaker. So yeah, that's what that is. That's anime tube. And did they get exposed for being like full of shit or has that not been exposed yet? Is hasn't it, are we been completely exposed i think their kickstarter is still going and I so like they haven't like they haven't said like loljk we we didn't do it like people there are people out there that still believe that anime tube will happen oh yeah no no they're still oh, no. they're still trying to defend themselves and saying no no we actually have a legitimate claim and and this is for real this is you know the licenses are not that expensive and anime tube is going to be you know what do we say it's going to be so um, most of the uh, kind of people in the industry that know about this stuff have spoken up on it and kind of given their two cents and like, uh, you know, say it's probably a scam. So I just think it's interesting how these like scams happen. And then it's like it sounds too good to be true. And then all mm -hmm. these people are kind of like buying into it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of wild just because, I mean, I know from common sense that it's not happening because licenses are expensive and i know because my friend um my bestie tay is a lawyer who would you know knows about this stuff so they would also be able to tell me it's not happening but it's also just like such a far-fetched like thing that's obviously not gonna happen yeah like, like they obviously can't do that because if, if they could do it everyone would do it yeah like i don't know i just like it just sounds like very far-fetched and i think the the mind-boggling part is that it's managed to garner you know so yeah. much kind of like a buy-in when it i don't know it's like if if it was that if it was that easy or if it was that like you know that uh not expensive then uh i think either someone would have done it a long time ago or uh you know it yeah. wouldn't have um i don't know like i feel like yeah like it wouldn't it would have it would have either already been done or <laughs> Or uh, this information would have made been made public knowledge so yeah. much longer ago. So yeah, I think it's like this is kind of ridiculous. So I mean, first the the most infuriating part of this is that they are called AnyTube, Anime Tube, and I keep thinking they're AnyTube. I like, think it might I be like more of a, a spin on YouTube, like YouTube yeah. Anime Tube. I keep thinking it's like like trying to say AnyTube and it's not. So I keep thinking it's like AnyTube slander, and then it's not, and then it confuses me, and that frustrates me the most. Yeah, yeah. that's like the worst part for me because i just know it's like full of shit i mean i feel bad for the people who are like sending their money to them but at the same point it's like they're obviously not going to do it so like yeah don't don't throw your money at random kickstarters that do not seem likely yeah yeah like i don't know uh it just i just didn't think like something like that would gather that much attention at this point in time but i think a lot of people are very frustrated. I think mm -hmm. it comes from a lot of frustration True. with streaming services, with Funimation, like the player, Crunchyroll. I mean, some some frustrations and some criticisms I think are valid. Some are just kind of ridiculous. But I think, you know, I, I and I think uh, the accessible, like anime is so accessible now that it's yeah. like, you know, it's just maybe it's split across like so many different platforms that it's like, you know, I, I guess that's where a lot of the frustration comes.
Yeah, there is that sense of frustration of like, I'm paying for these streaming services and they don't have everything I want and they're tough to use. Like I go on periodic rants against Funimation. Like I've never, like nothing pisses me off more in the world than Funimation streaming service that doesn't work. Like I've tried three different times to have a Funimation account and it either does not work because like the show won't show up, it'll buffer the whole time or just won't work in general. So like, yeah, I put made this one tweet that I'm of like, you know, who had a tougher time Sisyphus pushing a boulder up the cliff for eternity or a average user trying to make the Funimation player work? Damn, that's and savage. I, yeah, yeah I, like, I'm pulling out Greek. I'm pulling out the philosophy references. Sisyphus would have preferred, you know, uh, dealing with his boulder than, yeah, than the Funimation player. I think player. he made more headway than anyone using Funimation's stream. I mean, site. every time I'm going to go like uh, to watch something, I usually watch it on like an Apple TV, like on, yeah. on my TV. And it's like I have to cross my fingers that like a new episode comes out and that it'll play. And, it's just it's annoying. And that's why I was so pissed off that um they're joining services, Funimation and Crunchyroll. And I think it's Funimation site that's buying Crunchyroll. So yeah. in my head, I'm like, are they going to stick with the Funimation player or are they going to use the Crunchyroll player? And the Crunchyroll player, for all as much shit as people give it, at least yeah. it works. Like yeah. my bar is in hell. At least it works. I mean, Funimation it, stuff does not work. I so mean, it, took, it took them a while to kind of finally like up it, like to yeah. uh, improve it. Um, but, you know, but as they long did. as they're, they're using that you know, money or whatever they're generating to kind of put it back into making the services, you know, more user-friendly or easier or, or, you know, more consistent, that would be awesome. Yeah, but that's, I think you're right that it does reflect, it does reflect a lot of frustration with the current legal streaming sites that people are willing to put their money and faith in a pipe dream that they could just have a free, well-working streaming service rather than the stuff we currently have because a lot of the ones we currently have just really suck and that's yeah. why um as much as people want to support the industry it there are a lot of means that are t diff there are a lot of um barriers that make it tough to support the industry and a lot of it does come down to like the catalogs don't have the full range of shows people want to watch they don't work like funimation like they just don't work or they're also not available in your country so like for a lot of we're you know we're in um, a country that is fortunately has a lot of access to these series, but if you're in a third world country and you legally cannot get them and you still want to watch them, what is stuff like, why would you spend $500 on a Blu-ray on a chance yeah. of liking a show? It's just not reasonable or purposeful. And um, the market definitely needs to recognize how accessible this is worldwide and they need to accommodate. Otherwise they will continue to lose money for to pirating. I mean, especially with how, how, again, how many anime are coming out each season, yeah. more and more, uh, how much crunch there is to get these anime out, uh, how much the animators are not getting paid. So if like this service is free, how are these people going to, you know, getting paid? Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, like they're barely getting paid now Yeah. with it legal. How are they going to get paid otherwise? Exactly. You know, the, the industry needs to be making, generating enough money to at least try to have a leg to stand on to convince them, hey, pay your animators more, pay, you yeah. know, your workers more. Uh, yeah. And then in terms of the uh, in, uh, Tommy police here says in the chat to give us insight on uh, distribution licenses are still a big prob problem for those of us outside North America or Europe. Yeah, so exactly like I don't. And that's the thing is we're not even talking about like spend all this money on a Blu-ray for a show you like. We're talking about rolling the dice to see if you do like the show and if they would be worth the Blu-ray, you yeah. know. I mean, one cool thing that I kind of noticed uh, being done recently, I don't know if it's been done before, maybe it's not as new as I think, but I saw on YouTube, I think Funimation was like premiering like certain anime episodes for free, like oh, that's uh, cool. this past season. Yeah. Maybe it was a promotion for one particular anime, but they had like the whole first episode premiered and you could just watch it and you yeah. didn't have to have a Funimation license. Um, yeah, that's pretty dope. I know that like, I think Steinsgate is for free on the Funimation site on YouTube, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't think it's the 1080p Blu-ray version, but I think you yeah. can go up to 720. Yeah. And like, um, and, and then I guess on this whole topic about, you know, distribution licenses, seasonal anime burnout, this kind of the whole thing. Have you ever been tempted to like just switch to manga? Just, you know, <laughs> yeah. just go from anime and just kind of like just reading manga is just easier, you know, because a lot of times with the manga, because the big problem with seasonal anime in general, which could cause burnout is you won't get the closure or yeah. the ending for many years to come, you know, yeah, if it ever definitely. does get adapted. Yeah, I tried having a manga arc like last year because I wanted to have favorites from manga that weren't like completely related to anime. So like I want, I, cause I did do the, um the 
the typical song and dance back when it was like, I think Haikyuu season three came out where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, finish Haikyuu season three, going to go read the manga. And I did that with like um, Hunter Hunter. I did that with Gintama. So there were a bunch of mangas that I liked because I liked the original anime series, but I didn't have any manga series. I liked just as manga. So yeah. that's how I got in like to the promised Neverland. That's how before that anime came out. Mm-hmm. That's I tried that. Um, what other ones did I try? I tried. I tried a bunch. Um, I did try to. I did start with Kaguya first. I started Kaguya. Oh, really? Manga. I thought you started yeah. with the anime for that. Okay. That's no, I went back and forth a bit, but I did start. How with did Kaguya. you? So you started with the manga for that. Yeah. How did you feel? And I'm. This is just me being curious here. Mm-hmm. How did you feel like first seeing it adapted after you knew, like after you at, after you only experienced it as the manga? I think they did a good job. I think there were some. Um, there were some gags that were kind of, I'd prefer one to the other, but I don't think they like messed up by any means. I gotcha. think they did a really good job. Um, but for season two, they really kicked it up a notch. Nice. They did like season two, definitely prefer that content anime, but there are still a few things in the first season where I was like, I think the manga did this a bit better, but gotcha. both are top tier. No, no complaints either way. Um, yeah. so that was one where I have no complaints on that. Is there, uh, th- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Like, are there any shows that like, uh, like you can go without ever having an anime for, and there are, and then the reverse, are there any shows that you're like, like you need to see it animated? Like, it's just, Um, it's not as like, it's good. The source material, the story for the manga, but it just feels like one of those, like this needs to be animated. I think for some of the ones that I feel like this needs to be animated, they have to be, um, it depends on the. For me, it does really depend on the genre. Like, I think comedies work really well as manga because sometimes they get the pacing done right in the manga and they don't for the anime, which I found with Grand Blue a bit. Like, Grand Blue in the manga, I was like, this is hysterical, everything works. And I think there was, like, just... It was a bit off in the anime, so I would, like... I'd be... I'm going to just be manga only for Grand Blue. Hmm. Then for... um, Because that makes sense, because I... I, Grand Blue, everyone was raving about it when it first came out the anime uh mm-hmm. like raving raving about it like i think mm-hmm. it was the tokyo revengers of that season because yeah, everyone yeah. was talking about it but it was like only on amazon prime so it was also like yeah. like a small crowd that'd be like oh watch grand blue yeah. um, or something like that and i had checked out one episode out of curiosity and i mm-hmm. i expected a completely different show i don't think i knew what i was getting into yeah and i watched the first episode and i was like i don't get it like i don't i don't yeah. see what the what all the hype is about and yeah. maybe that's the delivery, like you were saying, maybe it's not. Yeah. Well, one of the things that worked really well with the manga for me is it has like really detailed art, which mm-hmm. um is used to kind of emphasize like if the character is like a main dude who's like he sees like a really hot chick, if she's like really drawn and they like really detailed, alluring way in the manga that kind of emphasizes like what he's seeing and then leads to more com- funny comedic scenes. Whereas in the anime, I don't know if they really nailed that as much. Like I, I saw it, some of the character designs and they did not work. They, they did got not a bit of well. that, I think. I mean, that's actually that jarring contrast is what I love about uh, Great Teacher Onizuka. Yeah. And even Prison School. They yeah. have these like ridiculous, yeah, like, amazingly illustrated faces that yeah. facial expressions that it's just hilarious because you don't expect it. Exactly. Yeah. That's something um, that's a good example, too. Those are similar ones that I would uh, think of. Um, and, and, and by the way, Prison School anime, really good. Yeah, I really like that. I thought that was really funny. Um, I'm trying to think of one that's like good as like anime only. I think it would be if it's something that's good as like an anime only. I think it would be something that relies on sound and and movement and like um, even in like even in something like I'm trying to think of an example. I don't know if I have anywhere. I'm like, yeah, the manga just like did not work. I feel like everyone's go to example for that is obviously like Hunter Hunter, but I still think the manga is good for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a series that probably benefits that helps us get the point across would be like a Nana situation where they have so many different scenes of like big turning points being at these concerts. And I think being able to hear them really gives you that sense of like, you know, immersion that you're there. And I've actually heard the opposite. Um, Not that I'm disagreeing with that, but I heard that like the manga is like for Nana is essential reading, you know, as opposed to like Mm -hmm. the anime. Like, oh, it's nice, but yeah, I I mean, I could go either way on that because I love both. Um, still, uh, weirdy eight depressed. in the chat says Grand Blue's anime was worth it just for the OP. And Muska Art asks Kids on the Slope. I haven't um, seen that one, but I'm sure that counts. I'm sure that so would be a great example. I watched Kids on the Slope uh, when it was airing, and you know it was good. Uh, yeah. What I didn't like about it, but that's kind of like this a seasonal uh, curse, mm-hmm. which is it didn't have like a complete ending. Mm-hmm. Like it just I didn't 
have closure. So I jumped into the manga just to yeah. see like, okay, where does this leave off with these characters? And I read ahead and it was like, but then that wasn't really, that's not really based on like, you're asking cause the music, you know, and yeah, you know, yeah. I wasn't really at that point looking for music. I wanted to yeah. see where their relationships ended off. So, I mean, I guess the best example I could relate to that for would be uh Beck uh, because falls, seems to fall in a similar category because when I watched the anime, you got to hear all the tracks and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but then like I went to read the manga to read the rest of it. And there was some like apparently some amazing and I, I think I, I already mentioned this on a previous podcast, but like amazing tracks that I couldn't freaking hear for the rest, yeah, yeah. rest of it. And they were like, this is like life changing. This is the most amazing thing. Like, I don't know what it sounds like. And yeah. Kind of a yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that's the only time it's tough because I've seen a lot of action manga that really work well. Because I know yeah. some, a lot of people like the movement more like if it's an action series, they want to see it in action yeah. and i've had a good experience with a lot of paneling that conveys motion really well so i've been on both sides of that but my my trouble i think i had issues especially with shonen manga mm -hmm. uh one of them actually what i had a lot of trouble with keeping up with paneling uh, yeah. was tokyo ghoul oh Re. i think more so than the first one yeah it was like because there was a lot of like movement and action scenes but it was like heavily inked yeah i couldn't tell yeah. what was going on some people said like oh you can you just have to really look closely but i just I think I have a hard time with action scenes in manga in yeah. general. Um, it does. It is really tough with some. Like some do a good yeah. job, but others do not. And you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at. Like the My Hero Academia manga, which is actually a very clean, really nice. It's not. Mm -hmm. a, it's not a tough one. It's a nice illustrated manga. Yeah. But I sometimes had trouble keeping up with those battle scenes at, that mm -hmm. I, I had to put in like actual effort when I was catching yeah. up, like about a year ago to the manga to like really pay attention. Like okay. I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn how to read action yeah, panels. Yeah. This character is here. That's happening. And after a while, I'm like, okay, I get it. But occasionally I'll be like, who just did what? Okay. That's, um, one of the main, one of the main beyond, I have many reasons, but that's one of the things that made Jojo part seven stand out for me is like, I don't think I've ever seen a series that has better, um, progression of movement from panel to panel than steel ball run i think they oh, really? convey that perfectly and it's so detailed and it's so complicated but i never had any issue following where the action was going everyone is just hyping up steel ball run for me so much and i'm like i'm just waiting for 2030 to get mm -hmm. the part seven adaptation yeah. and y'all are just like no read it now read it now yeah well the one thing that's cool about the jojo manga is that they have been colored so it yeah. is like the closest you'll get for now closer mm -hmm. than other series where you read them in black and white but yeah. like steel ball run really does have that like cinematic experience i don't i was so worried about steel ball run not being as good as people said and i was so happy that it lived up to expectations i was yeah. just like i was so I mean, worried and it worked i like the author's progression i feel like he's gradually getting it and i and i know i'm like i can't i'm not speaking from experience because i haven't gotten to the peak yet but yeah. I'm, I'm taking everyone's words for it you know yeah. it's like gradual think, he's gradually get, got, getting better with each installment yeah i will definitely say that like um because I, I know some people they read jojo and they're like i cannot imagine giving this a 10. like it's too silly it's too frivolous for me it's not my cup of tea i can't imagine it but i will say it is kind of like the uniqueness of Jojo and the Jojo fights, like that kind of wackiness of powers. Yeah. But then you actually get those kind of like um, morally gray complex characters that you don't really see in earlier Jojo parts. Like I loved a lot of earlier Jojo characters, but they're not really that complicated. They're not trying to be, but they're also yeah. not that complicated. And you kind of get that level of characterization. And that's where you're like, this is like the perfect mix. Would you believe that Araki is an ENFP? ENFP? Like us? He's yeah. us? <laughs> yeah. He's us. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, that's us. Um, I would yeah. totally believe it because, um, yeah, he's just, he is probably just doing it live every chapter. It's like, well, actually he does though. Yeah, he <laughs> I does. I read his that's book and he's like, literally like, he doesn't know what he's doing going in. Not like what he's doing, but he doesn't plan for it. He likes to, that feeling of being live. And that's why he, like, he'll forget certain details. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, he's my goat. He's just yeah. killing it. Um, yeah, no, but it's definitely unique and it definitely wasn't my uh, cup of tea at first, but I learned to like appreciate it. And there's certain parts I like about it, but I don't know. I think some people disagree with me on this, but I really enjoyed when he developed stands, you know, like I like that stands, was really stands cool. are great. Yeah. It's like some people are like, I prefer ham. I prefer Hamon, you know? Yeah, but those are like if like two out of 10 Jojo fans. Yeah. Before Hamon. Like, so thankfully, yeah. most people are on the stand like like stands. Um, yeah. Thankfully. Um, I'm so glad though that uh, you know they've been animating every part. That's one of those. If 
that's the thing. That's the thing, though. There's so many horse races in Steel Bowl Run. Like, it is a horse race. So, like, I think they can do it, but I'm also nervous. But yeah. if you want to know a, a, a series that, like, another could potentially dethrone FMAB, like, if they do the same quality of adaptation that they've done for the other things, I think I think F, FMAB might be off of it. I, I want to wait, Shaw, and you're just you're doing such a good job of just <laughs> getting think, me to go like, read it. That's why it's the, like, the thing is, like, I really do lose investment once I know what's going to happen. Uh, I think yeah. I'm like so like attached to seeing like the twists and turns of a story. Yeah. That kind of once I know it's like then I'm coming in at, at it with a different lens. It's like, OK, yeah. I'm here to like appreciate how they did this, you know, as yeah. opposed to I can re-experience the story again unless I like completely forgot it. So yeah. um, like recently I rewatched Superbad and I like not anime, but I yeah. completely <laughs> forgot it. Like and I just was getting to experience it all over again. I'm like. This is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, super. I think it's cool seeing those like because we thought they were funny kind of like 10 years ago. Now we're like going back and there's no like you're not saying these references with people in class anymore. So no. now it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm watching this as a normal movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was actually some some stuff that I didn't pick up on, I guess, because I was too young. And now I'm yeah. like, oh, hey, I relate to that. Yeah. Uh, That's like the best kind of worst feeling. You're <laughs> yeah. like, how did I not pick up on this? Uh, Weirdy said Naoki Urasawa's wrote his own songs for 20th Ooh. Century Boys, came with a manga volume, which later got used in the live action movie. That's actually pretty dope. Like that's, that's pretty cool, actually. Because my my thing is like I was thinking about this recently because Nana's been in my mind. Uh, Nana that, ruining my week. Like TBH. You you can get to that in a second. You got to <laughs> tell people how it's been ruining your your week. But um, yeah. Nana, like I think it's one of those manga that. You know, it's not about the music like it is about the yeah, music, yeah. but it's, it's not important. like the most important fact. And that's what I think is amazing about it, that yeah. whenever it gets an adaptation, they can give it a whole completely new soundtrack yeah. and it won't affect the story because yeah. you'll notice. And I could be wrong, but uh, like you'll notice that they don't really name drop the songs. Yeah, they don't really focus on what the sound is like. Yeah. It's just a backdrop to kind of like let the relationships and everything kind of play out and kind of like deal with their lives. But then that leaves it open to kind of having any interpretation for how they, well, to a certain degree, you know, like, you know, yeah. Nana's like punk and it's that aesthetic. They do have to, yeah, they include the comment that like um, Trappist vocalist Riri, she has like a very like everyone loves her voice, perfect for voice, like voice of an angel kind of thing. You just she called her, clear, I, I'm sorry to do this. You just Riri? called her Riri. Yeah, I'm calling her that. That's her new name. <laughs> That's her care. new name. Just I new don't name. Care. She doesn't deserve her actual Dead name. Dead to me. Um, I can get, I can, I can get behind that. I agree. Cause she makes me re at her actions. Um, yeah. but like her voice is like the Evanescence voice. Like that's their sound. Like they kind of clarify that like they sound like Evanescence, which is their thing. Yeah. Whereas like goth Nana, she is very charismatic and she has a good voice, but she doesn't have like the best voice. So mm. it's a bit more harsh. So like, yeah, that's as far as they go. But yeah. yeah. Again, like that gives it enough like parameters, but yeah. it leaves it vague enough that you're like, okay, but. You yeah. know, you can still make your own thing, yeah. Um, which is cool, like because then that's that shows the what the importance of the show is there, and then for other shows are more into the nitty gritty of the music, which yeah. that has its own appeal. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then other comments I want to get to before we get to your story about how Nan yeah. has been ruining your week. Uh, Tommy Police says I can get behind action and comedy manga with a lot of movement, but stories about music without the music is something I really can't stand. Yeah. So there you go. That's um. Don't read Nana then. No, read Nana. Read Nana yeah. and come back. Read Nana <laughs> Tell and report us what back. You think. Uh, Jose here in the chat with a hot take. In all honesty, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood should have been dethroned already if the fans weren't review bombing every other series that takes the first mal spot. Yeah, I mean, I want to say the because um, this most recently happened with talks about like uh, fruits baskets last season, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's the FMAB fans." Correct. But let's not pretend that FMAB fans are the only ones review bombing series. You know, there are a lot of other fans of other series that are in the top 10 that review bomb it so their favorites will be above. And I'm talking about like Attack on Titan, Hunter Hunter, Gintama, fandoms that I am a part of that I recognize do have really petty tendencies like review bombing a show they haven't seen. Like it's everyone. It's not just FMAB fans. Like they get the most flack because they're the most successful. But it is like that whole culture of like, there's no way this shoujo should be in the top 10, let alone the top one. I'm with you, Jose. It's the FMAB fans. We got to take them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. And then uh, to answer, I've got diarrhea in the chat. 
We did not switch from anime to manga. Not yet. Uh, I like that profile picture. What was that? I like the profile picture. It's from the second Soul Eater opening, Paper Moon. Isn't that the, yeah, that's the scientist. Dr. Stein. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so that was, and that's a great profile picture from a great opening from a very good show. So, um. With a good opening, yeah. Uh, Props. Weirdy says, Fruits Basket actually went back six to four. So it's above Gintama now. Um, someone asked me earlier, because we haven't seen Fruits Basket, they asked me if I'd seen Gintama the final, because the Blu-ray for that dropped. I've not seen it yet. I'm going to download it, and I'm going to watch it soon. But I expect tears and um, lots of feels. I want to binge it, but it's too much for me. I can't Gintama, do it yet. yeah. I, Gintama, I, yeah, it's too much of an investment. I can't do it right now. Right now, Gintama I'm on that K-On grind. Oh, that's right. Yeah, K-On's the immediate grind. Um, Gintama was my training arc for Yumi Neko, which is my training arc for One Piece. So... Nice uh, transition. Uh, speaking of source material and grinding and shows that you're binging, yeah. do you want to go into Yumi Neko or do you want to tell yeah. us briefly how Nana has been killing um, you? I don't have slowly. too much to elaborate beyond Nana making me feel depressed for a week. And it's unique because at first I thought I would just be like used to the Nana depression from the anime. But reading the manga was like rediscovering depression and that was kind of unique to be fair uh to shah's situation i had like maybe two three weeks like like of recovery after the nana manga so it did live rent free in my head like for a good three days where i just i just was just thinking about nana and now it's like okay i'm cool so when i went to do the podcast i was like i was just refreshing on the pain but you know no, but I've had two years to get over it and I haven't. So well, no, but you you never experienced the full effect of the manga and now you like yeah. experienced it. So Yeah. It's a unique know, kind of depression. It got you reading about, you know, Justin Bieber and you know was I supposed to, was I not supposed to say that? I'm sorry. Wait, I for, no, I forget read no, I didn't hear what you said. I thought you said <laughs> you a were character. saying that you like it got you reading it got you so bad that you were reading about like Justin Bieber and oh, Selena oh Gomez's this, relationship. Okay. This is like the most lethal combination of like burnout and then connecting things to real life because i mean i've never historically as a teenager now i've never really given a shit about justin bieber selena gomez like any of that i've never cared about them like they've been in the news i just don't care i'm not invested then the weirdest combination of reading nana and then seeing all of these like tiktoks and youtubes of like the conspiracy theory behind like justin bieber dumping selena and then marrying Haley bieber and how he's like mistreating her or whatever like that compounded and i found all these like old interviews of like all of them talking about each other and stuff and i was like oh my god it's like nana in real life like they're just definitely in the same boat i was listening to like selena gomez songs i've never been that down bad to listen to a selena gomez song and now i'm like i have oh yeah (laughs) i do like one i do like one or two but i now i was listening to that um which like i needed to lose you to love me and i was like damn it that's hachi that's hachi she needs that and it was like, oh. Listen, that is, this is not a good sell for Nana right now. That Now that yeah, we're trying yeah, to get to people negative. to read it. I'm doing we're just negative. Like, hey, if you want to experience Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez's relationship, which you never cared about, yeah, read yeah. Nana. Read Nana. It'll make yeah, you appreciate don't do that. it. Nana's is better, but also worse. <laughs> people in the chat right now crossing it off the list. Okay. Yeah, that's like the worst sell. I By have very way. bad sells for series and a very good sells. But I'm not sure if the, it's Gossip Girl, but good is a good sell. But like, I don't think not a good sell. I don't maybe think so. I don't know. Uh, I don't some think people so. like Gossip Girl a lot. I wasn't one of them. Uh, but that's the thing. If you don't like it, I want to get why I can't judge people because I watched the Vampire Diaries for a good amount of seasons. Oh, so. I watched those too. Yeah, those, I read the book. I'm such a loser. I read the books for Gossip Girl and Vampire Diaries, and I didn't finish the TV shows. Wow. Well, well, the, the shows were loosely based. Well, the, yeah, at least. Vampire Diaries is loosely based on the um, the book. So you didn't yeah. like, you know, you didn't miss much, I guess. Yeah, I was um, kind of good. I was like, I'm good. I think I'm uh, good. Let's uh, in the chat. We've got Beck sounds like the opposite of Nana in some ways. There's a lot of time spent mm-hmm. trying to sell CDs, paying for practice rooms and the general crappiness of organizing a band. That is Beck. <laughs> uh, yeah, like Nana doesn't. Nana's really not concerned with that. It's really concerned with the coming of age, the day to day, and the drama. Um, yeah. Jose asks, any opinions on Konosuba season three, guys? Uh, I just heard about that today. Oh, that came out. Uh, they announced that. I have. I continued I, to have. I didn't no hear Konosuba. season three. I just heard more Konosuba anime in the works. Oh. Is that oh, season okay. three? I think so. Maybe. Um, I'm not. I haven't even seen the Konosuba movie, so I'm good. I might not. I might not I see it. it. 
I heard it was good. I didn't watch yeah. it. So I'm not a big Konosuba fan, so I'm probably going to skip out on that. But that's good that they get. Um, I think their yeah. series is ending, so they might get a full adaptation. So that's a win. Yeah, I'm not a big Konosuba fan either. Like I've watched mm-hmm. both and I'm not down on it. I've watched both seasons. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get the appeal. Just, yeah, I don't know. I don't resonate yeah. with it as strongly as other people. Yeah, I think it. I thought it was funny at first, but it kind of got old for me. So yeah. that's where I'm at. And that's, that's where I felt like it, too. Yeah. Like it started like kind of beating a dead horse for me, but you mm-hmm. know, uh, I feel like I've had big people that have told me the opposite where they just love it. So some people love it more and I'm like, that's cool. I could see that too. I'm in the opposite boat, but I mean, yeah. I'm happy for fans. I don't hold resentment towards Konosuba for existing. So I yeah. mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, I think I might check out season three if it comes out, but I'm not yeah. like I'm, I'm, I'd be more hyped for Mob Psycho 100 season three yeah. <laughs> if that's ever coming out. Yeah. Cause I, I, I need that, that show to end. Uh, Muscard says Kaon is funnier. I agree. Uh, I agree. And Jose elaborates the light novels are done, if I'm not mistaken, for I, Konosuba. I believe they were. Someone used to like message me about Konosuba a lot. And I was like, I don't really care about this, but I appreciate you trying to inform me. So it's very nice of you, but I'm not really invested in this series. I I can't see a comedy like a because Konosuba is like considered like it's like pure comedy. Yeah. I can't see that being a light novel. Like it's just like you're just kind of reading pages and pages of just. I could see Con? it. I could see it just being jokes. I could see that. I could see that working. Okay. I was like, I could see it in manga because you get like the visual, mm-hmm. you know, component, but then it's just a light novel. You're just reading kind of text. I don't yeah. know. But then again, I've never read a lot of like, I guess, comedy books like exist, but yeah, comedy, yeah, or books. comedy stories. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, Cause it's mostly, it's mostly poking fun at anime tropes and, and or rather light novel isekai uh, tropes. I was talking about this with, um, my guys on the best girl streams that we were doing, let me know what you think of this. We were talking about how Konosuba and ReZero both kind of came out at a bad time because they were both in a way criticizing and making fun of isekai tropes that didn't become more normal until after they came out. Mm. Cause like they came out in 2016. Then we have like the wave of isekais. And I'm like, I feel like we already joked and criticized the tropes from this, oh. like at the beginning. And now we have all this lame shit. And I'm like, these should come later and then I could appreciate them more. You know so what I mean? So you're, you're saying like, are you, were you guys suggesting that inadvertently Konosuba and ReZero propagated the like more isekai that they were making fun of? Um, I don't think they created more. I think they were just like, I think that they kind of already existed. Those isekais came out and existed because of SAO kind of the SAO yeah. wave. Well, I also think like uh, they were more prominent probably in light novels that hadn't gotten adapted yet. So yeah, yeah. they were probably yeah. like, like, for example, how we heard about Mushoku Tensei this year yeah, and how yeah. that was one of the first light novels. Yeah, yeah. And so it had been around for a while, but we had no yeah. freaking idea. That's a good example. It's like, so they came out before Mushoku Tensei, but like that one should come out first as an adaptation. And then we should get Kanasuba and ReZero to like to make really fun of and crit- appreciate yeah. to kind of get the context, the inside yeah. joke. Yeah. Like yeah. I get that a lot. Like sometimes I won't get something. I won't appreciate it as much because I don't understand the context. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's valid, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I liked ReZero for what it was. I guess I didn't see it as, when I was first watching it, as like, oh, this is like a commentary on yeah. Isekai. I just thought, oh, it's a different take on it. Or maybe I didn't yeah. even consider it Isekai. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, no, wait, I had to have, like, the whole beginning is very, like, Subaru's kind of aware of the, the tropes in the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Umineko, let's, let's talk about that. Let's, I have read, so I think I kind of fucked up. I read, like, one of the entire episodes that's like 17 hours long from like Friday to Saturday night. I think I kind of messed up. Like should I, not have that's done That's a lot. Uh, yeah. Do you want to give some um, background on what Umineko is? I'm sure yeah. any of you are familiar. I have no idea. Okay. So Umineko is the second series in the When They Cry cinematic universe. That's literally the name of the like franchise is like When They when Cry. They cry. Um, Higurashi was the first one. Umineko gotcha. is the second one. And now there's another one. I forget the name of it, but. It's like, it essentially means cicadas, I think. But um, they're each an, I think they're each an animal. I know Yumi Neko is a seagull. I don't know what Higurashi is. I don't know if that's an animal. So um, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't well, know. Well, the original is when the cicadas cry. That's Higurashi. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. the cicadas. So this is when the seagulls cry. So there's a lot of animals crying, um, oh, a lot of people crying, presumably. Gotcha. But so this is the second one in the in the series. Um, it's essentially a murder mystery, but the mm-hmm. entire like premise is like there are these murder mis- murders happening in these like ridiculous ways that do not seem natural for humans. So they're like, yeah. are these ma- are 
there are witches involved who are using magic to kill people or are they can they be explained by humans like how do they do that so that's kind of like the puzzle that goes about and you're trying to disprove the existence of witches but then you're also learning like okay what is what is the nature of magic what are witches how does this pertain to reality and it becomes a much bigger commentary on like storytelling reality escapism magic love a lot of like um the nature of truth, a lot of big things. So this sounds so different from Higurashi. Like it just really? sounds, yeah. Like it just sounds like it's focused on more of a, and I could be wrong, but more of like a fantasy mystical kind of yeah. aspect and using that as again, to question, to deal with these big questions about uh, escapism and reality and all that stuff where Higurashi was more focused on like this village and kind of what's yeah. kind of going, like it's very tied to that village and yeah. it really didn't extend outside of that besides like the mystery and the what the fuckness of like what is going on and i don't understand it like it was just a lot of confusion not saying that maybe this doesn't have a lot of confusion too but this one is confusing but this is also like this one's confusing but it's not like i don't know i wouldn't i don't know i wouldn't it's a mystery it's not like perfect blue but then there's still Uh, some kind of like you know there is still some confusing aspects but there's also like um like I would say Higurashi does delve a little into that perfect blue territory of like okay. confusing, which is not a bad thing. It's just you really like you're trying to piece things together and like some things are still kind of left up in the air. Like okay. I was having a conversation earlier because we're, we're uh, me and my fiance are currently watching the latest Higurashi mm-hmm. season and we were like talking about the recent arc, which is like an answer arc for one of the question arcs. But then we were trying to refresh on what happened mm-hmm. last season. But then I was also trying to reference the original, yeah. you know, question art, and then we were just getting yeah. confused. Yeah, I think yeah. That, 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 well, this one does have a question and answer arc as well. So I think that is some similarities between the two. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wanted to, I've never, I've been like semi-curious about Higurashi, but I always thought it was too spooky for me. So I'm not sure if I'll ever. It definitely get has it. more of that spooky vibe. And this yeah. sounds like it doesn't have like, no, a spooky like, vibe. This feels more like, like yeah. whenever I see you post about it, it looks like, I don't know. It looks like Phoenix Wright to me for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, <laughs> he looks just like him, but yeah. it's definitely a lot more traditional murder mystery. And they hearken back to like traditional murder mystery tropes. Um, so is it more like a, like knives out, like that yeah. kind of vibe? Yeah, it's exactly like knives out. Um, the original like murder mystery, it's kind of like, most inspired by is and then there were none by agatha christie where they're all on the island like invited to this mansion on an island bunch of murders go down who did it um message in a bottle that's supposedly telling people what happens like a lot of those uh, motifs show up um gotcha. there's just more elements of like oh did a witch do this what's the legend of the witch is the witch real is she not real what is the witch um and it's all coming together i meant like there's eight episodes i finished seven possibly way too quickly but it's yeah. all I have the one meme of uh, the guy from what's the one in a uh, Emperor's New Groove like oh yeah it's all coming together so I've been saying that for like a couple so, of days like now. it's that good it sounds like it's you know it's gripping you for you to to have finished so quickly uh, yeah I've been trying I've been kind of like trying to finish it and then everyone's like telling me like you got to come up with theories and it turned out most of my theories were right but in a weird way I'm kind of still waiting for like a big twist that I didn't predict to happen. Mm. Are you, will you be disappointed if you kind of just predicted everything? If I did, yeah, because I was talking about this with my fiance about how um, I think I'm in a weird boat where I'm kind of down with like not figuring. I'm down with my predictions not coming true if the alternative is a lot better. Okay, you know, that's yeah. like I kind of want that. Like I don't want to come up with the twist on the same level as the author. Like yeah, I want because, them to blow my mind because yeah, like cause if this you, is their that's, product. That's not fun. You know, you're, you're investing because you want yeah. your mind to be blown. If you mm-hmm. sought a mile away, mm-hmm. but hey, man, I've heard so many good things about this that yeah. I'm pretty sure, you know, that uh, that last episode's going to be mind blowing. I think it will. I think the way I think I see, foresee there are some things I still don't know. And I think those will happen. And at the end of this episode, there was something that was like truly mind blowing. But you yeah. think this is going to be top visual novel material for you? Peak fiction? I don't know. I read the last one I read was really, really excellent. Like Fata Morgana. Yeah. It's tough to beat Fata Morgana Morgana because uh, Fata Morgana is like the entirety of it is the length of two Yumi Neko episodes. So wow. it did a lot in a lot shorter amount of time. I think mm-hmm. grand total, it's like including the follow up uh, Requiem for Innocence. I think grand total, it's like 40 or 50 hours. This wow. one is like 
150 hours. So I, I, wow. Okay. I literally was just questioning whether I should pick up Fire Emblem Three Houses yesterday again. Like that one's good I, too. I, I played that. I took up, I picked up my switch, but like yeah. my aversion to ever playing it is because like, it's so long. No, because there's just so much of like, for me at least, like the game has a lot of mechanics, a lot of features, yeah. a lot of stuff. So you have to like refresh on so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of your time is spent outside of battle. Yeah, like, that's true. I don't want to fuck up my days because I remember that. Yeah, the, that's the, the thing. What you do in your days is super important. Yeah. So I was like, shit, I don't remember. I I need to remember like what I, what classes I wanted to end up with my characters. Like I had a sheet where I like wrote down like from the beginning, like what I want them all to end up as classes. I'm like, I need to find that. If not, I can't. Yeah, play. <laughs> so, I remember that. That was kind of like Persona 5 too, where it's like the days matter. You need to plan your life out to make yeah. sure you can do all the things. And, and that's I the would most have... planning I've ever done. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <for> my life. <laughs> like, I was planning in general. Yeah, that's yeah. where I remember that too. So I have to like, I never did the third route of Fire Emblem Three Houses, but this I'm one is kind of cool. I'm only on the first one. So. Oh, yeah. Then, <laughs> oh, you have the whole game. I was like, oh, I think I only ever got to chapter four. And then I was like, oh, no, I made it to chapter five. <laughs> oh, that's at that point. You might. I If I was at that point, I'd probably start over. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not. I mean, I was playing it on hard and on classic. Oh, yeah, so that was oh, yeah. also what was taking me forever. And at this point, I'm like, yo, switch to easy. Just get the yeah. fucking story. Go another like, route. Then, you know, knock yourself out with hard. <laughs> Life is hard, so I play games on easy mode. I mean, a lot of the times I just want these stories, but yeah. there was a part of it that's like the strategic part that was like, yeah. uh, you know, stimulating, but also freaking brutal. Um, yeah. But back to Umineko, are you thinking of once you finish, are you going to revisit? Like, do you have to experience Higurashi at all or no? That's just a um, separate thing. I think they're separate, but they have a few connections. Um, they have a few crossovers that would make it more enjoyable, like in certain aspects. Like they're not required, but... Um, I think they have two uh, Higurashi characters that show up in the game. Yeah. So I would be cons- I would consider um, playing Higurashi, but I, I'd still like a maybe because I told myself, okay, I'm going to read Fata Morgana, Yumi Neko, Stein's Gay Visual Novels. Then I'm off. I'm good. Like, I'm yeah, good. no more visual Cross novels. Because no, <laughs> it's not even like I, I talk a lot of shit about visual novels as a medium, mostly in like a lighthearted, self-deprecating way that I can definitely, I could, I would get offended by what I was saying if I liked visual novels, but it's like, it's just such a very tedious medium that there's so much time and investment put into it, especially if you want to like consume all of it and you like it a lot. Like I like consuming things quickly, you know, I'm binging through it. I'm like, yo, let's go. So it's just so time consuming and it's such a, like so much effort put into consuming these stories that I can't like do this all the time. I can't do this for so many. And most of the time, it seems like it's gonna. It's worth the effort. Like it's definitely a unique, one of a kind experience. But I can't consistently do this. I have to pick and choose when I'm gonna when I'm gonna drop this amount of time on this stuff. Yeah, I do have a question about. It's mm-hmm. a larger question about uh, peak fiction and where do you draw mm-hmm. the line on like what you know you consume and what you can yeah. kind of live with never consuming. But yeah. we will save that. That sounds like a episode. topic for another day. But yeah, yeah I'm hoping it's, it's I'm going to I will spoil to you because I haven't told anyone else in the Discord channel or yet. I have not given it the Yumi Neko 10 yet. I think a lot of people give it at episode seven. That's when they're like, this is the 10 peak fiction. I yeah. haven't given it yet. Ooh, so we'll see if it gets it. We'll see if it's that a high a nine, sign. high Maybe. nine. But we'll see if it gets it in the in episode eight. OK, we'll see. Because if this is this, that's a that's like a. I don't know. That's like a, not a red flag, but that's a, a warning. Like, yeah. Like when, when, when the episode people have told you, like, this is that's it. This what I is, get. And that's, if that doesn't convince you, that's, um, you know, I have, I am very weird like that though. I'm not sure if I psych myself out. I'm not sure what's wrong, but, um, that a similar thing kind of happened with Gintama where everyone says the one, this one thing is when it's like a 10. And for me, I was like, Okay, I'm like on the fence. I'm like about to pull the trigger, but I if I have to convince myself it's a 10, it's not a 10. That's true. And then the arc after that, which I, I think people have more grown to love, that's when it became a 10. I was like, this is it. I have the exact moment. This is it. It's a 10. This is it. So it kind of happens still kind of late, late blooming 10. It's just different yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'm be, think- I'll be interested to hear how you feel about it obviously ambiguously once once yeah. you uh you're done so i and i still think it's like definitely one of my like it's definitely going to be a favorite yeah i just hope i can give it that 10. No, i want to give it a 10 without feeling pressured to give it a 10. i guess i i think because of our conversations i've gotten a little more hardcore with my scoring yeah. uh you know like i think i was i i think i scored like odd taxi recently nana you know because i just finished them stuff yeah. like that and i was like you know, I have to think and i'm like because i 
Part of me also wants my um, scoring to be consistent because like, yeah. there are some shows that are like, you know, <laughs> when you like maybe at the time you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? This was like a seven. And then you think of another show and then you end up putting it yeah. in the same category, but you don't you don't put them side by side. And then when yeah. you put them side by side, it's like, oh, These how can this be a seven and this yeah. be a seven? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, and that's I was talking about it. And it's like there are so many series that I like really love. But if I have to convince myself they deserve a 10, then they're definitely not a 10. Like, yeah. I do not need to brainwash myself into thinking Steins Gate is a 10. I know why it's a 10 and why I feel like it's a 10. And I'll be the first person in line to be like, this is why it's a 10. There, if I don't have that yeah. feeling, then like that's a different story. Yeah. So I think I will. I'm hopeful I'll get there. But I want to have like for myself, like no pressure to get there. Yeah. I'll get there too. But there yeah. is a series that I am super curious about that I, mm-hmm. I, I really want to know what you're going to rate it, what you think, uh, but I need you to finish it and you know what that is. That's, and the chat will find out eventually, yeah. maybe a month from now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And that's what, and that's in, that's like probably the anime equivalent of what I'm watching where I'm like, of what I'm reading. That's like the anime equivalent of like, I want to give it a 10. I hope it's going to be that 10, but I don't want to feel pressured to get there. Yeah, no, no. I don't even... Yeah, You're not pressuring I, me. I just mean internal yeah. pressure. No, no, no. And I don't even think it's a 10, but I oh, still, don't? I, oh, nice. I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious. I want to see yeah. where we fall. You know, yeah. if we're just going to be like completely opposite or in the ballpark, yeah. or maybe you're yeah. going to be like, no, this is the, the greatest thing ever. And I'm going to be like, eh, it's okay. We'll find out. I but mean, we'll see. Well, but I mean, I think we should end it here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be continued. Yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for joining us live. Uh, For those of you that didn't join us live, obviously you can hear the audio version of the podcast, but definitely let us know if you enjoyed this format where we kind of did a little more spontaneously, you know, tentatively being called open season, but we don't really have to call it anything, you know, just kind of various topics. But if you think you should have a name to, it should have a name to distinguish it, let us know if you like open season or if you have any other suggestions. And we'll see you guys next Sunday. We do have something planned for next Sunday, so we'll see you then. Um, But what do we know? We're Just Weebs. You've been listening to the Just Weebs podcast, a weekly live stream hosted on YouTube on the Just Weebs channel. Due to the live stream format, this has been edited down to keep it relevant for an audio-only experience. If you'd like to catch one of our shows live, our regular stream time is Sundays at 5 p.m. EDT, or you can just follow us on Twitter at Just Weebs Pod for any updates. Thank you for tuning in.